I'm Camille Sorrell, and I am here with Trey Thomas. Trey. Trey. What's up, Camille? What's up, boo? We act like we don't know each other. I know, right? I know, right? We going bunch every Sunday and shit. I know. I know. Just in these LA streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing today? I'm chilling. I'm hungry right now. Oh, my God. Me, too. I got on the set, and I have nothing. Nothing to eat. No fries. No fucking Patron for me. Nothing. That early? It's, what you mean? It's, oh, it's 5 o'clock somewhere? It's 5 o'clock somewhere. I'm sure. No, I'm really, really sorry, but other than that, I'm busy. That's good. So, I had a good, a good day. That's good. So I'm going to just jump right in. Come on. Let's do it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Some of these questions are going to be a little bit unfair. It's cool. You know, you know how I do I'm going to script it, so I'm going to do what I do. Okay. I got you. <laughs> All right. So tell us who Trey Thomas is. And does Trey stand for something? Yeah. You know what? Um, I try to be real, like politically correct sometimes, but fuck it, I'm gonna be me. Now, yes. Now, Trey Summers is this guy, this little country boy from Houston, born and raised. Um, by the way, Louisiana, my family came from Opelousas, and Trey is short for Chenard. Um, my family's French Creole, so they're really, really into like making sure we have like these French influence names. Mm. And, um, so, yeah. My grandmother told me Chenard came, she said I was born out of like Chenard, and I was like, lady, what does Chenard look like? And she was like, like a man who has coop. So that's been my word my whole life. Before Nikki said it, I've been on the coop, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know what? Um, I would like to think that I'm a person who's very loyal. Mm. I'm someone who's very driven. Um, someone who's themselves with everybody. Like, um, 24-7, I'm me. Like, I try to make sure that I give people the real me. Nothing fake. Yeah. Honesty. Sometimes people like it, sometimes they don't, but I don't really care. Like you either like me or you don't. So Exactly. Yeah, like, so just a little piggyback off of that a little bit. So you said loyalty. Those are great characteristics to have. Yeah. Um, do you think that's because you're a southern boy? Because out here in LA sometimes that seems to be a little bit different. Right, right. And like was it your mom who like put that instilled that in you? Yeah. Or like who are the people that influence that? Um you know what? I think that's really just me. I'm a Leo, so you know, Leos, people like to say we're just mad and we're <laughs> But the thing with it is, we're some good people. And like, we are like loyal to like the team. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, I try to make sure that, um, my granddad always said be nice to everybody because you never know, know who you go, you have to knock on them. So, and I, I feel like with my friendships and my family, like, everybody should be like that with me as well. So when I don't get that, you know, I get to a point where I'm just like, ugh, bad, bad, get away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to say, just growing up, I kind of raised myself in a sense. Like, um, I kind of had like a weird upbringing. And I tried to, I guess a lot of shit that I've been through, I try to like build from that. Mm-hmm. And one thing, I've had a lot of people in and out of my life. And so the whole loyalty thing is really important to me. And it's still important. The older I get, the more I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, get away from me. If I feel like you fraud and you fake, like, don't come around, don't try to be my bro. But if you really like somebody I fuck with, then I fuck with you. Yeah. And you will know it. And I go hard for anybody and I go hard for myself. I think yeah. you gotta be loyal to yourself before loyal to anyone else. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that your uh, your life, the things that happen in your life that may not seem as positive or mm-hmm. negative, right? So do you think your life shaped you, the positive things in your life shaped you who yeah. you are or the negative things in your life shaped um, you who you are? Honestly, the negative started off because I'm a person, you know, you turn things into like, you feel me? Like, I had a lot of things. Like, I was child abused as a child. Um, I kind of ran away as a child to kind of raise myself. Like, just being around some of the 
bad people. Mm-hmm. And these bad people are good people now. Cause these are people I grew up with, you feel me? Yeah. I'm like really into like, these are my loyal friends. But I try to be like that example to them. I'm like, damn, you know, we used to do this growing up and doing all this shit, but now look at us now. Like, you know, look at what I'm doing. I'm in LA. I'm not in Louisiana or Texas anymore. Like, yeah. I'm literally in LA, the place I always want to be. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. How'd you get to LA? Like, what made yeah. that transition? How'd you, did you just, like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. So, you know who Anna Nicole is? Yeah. All right, so, you know, she's from Texas. You know, she's I like, did not know that. Yeah, you know, she has this big heart, blah, blah, blah. So I, weirdly enough, I was watching something that she was on. I was super young, and I was like, um, "Damn, she is in LA. She is popping." And so she was talking about like, "Oh my God, I'm leaving the country, Texas, and I'm going to LA where the lights are huge, and entertainment is popping." And I'm like, "Damn, she made it out of the hood. I can too." Yeah. So when I was younger, I remember telling like my third grade teacher, I was like, "I'm moving to LA when I get older." And he was like, you gonna move to LA, what you gonna do? It won't cost me poop. He was like, what you gonna do, poop? And I was like, I'm gonna get popping. I was like, I'm going out there, like, I don't know what I wanna do, but I'm gonna do something. Um, so it kind of made me go harder in life to try to, you know, it was kind of like my gift to myself. Um, after I graduated from college and everything, I literally stepped out on faith and moved to LA. Made a lot of connects while I was in college, talked to, um, started working at Def Jam Records. I did that when I first moved here. Um, just freelancing, like doing um, production work, and I also used to host, you know, like I did the BT College Tour before. So, um, just talking to all these people kind of like, I want to say, like, it, was, it inspired me. Yeah. And to find out that none of these people were from here either, I was like, oh shit, I'm about to do this. So, um, you know, LA is like my happy place. Like, I've lived in DC, I've lived in New York, um, and they were cool, but I ain't no East Coast nigga. Like, I've been <laughs> Nah, I'm West Coast all day. Like, I really fuck with the West Coast. Like, it's, it's just the vibe, the energy, the people. And um, I try to surround myself with people like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, good people. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, let's talk about college a little bit. Oof. What, <laughs> what was that? Oof. Let's bring that out. What happened in college? Uh, what was your major? Let's start with that. But what's that all about? So, I went to Southern University. I also attended Texas Southern, but I graduated from Southern. Okay. Um, I knew I was going to go to Southern. Um, Family members that I do like media family members, but the ones who do go to college, most of them go to Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to Bayou Classic when I was younger, and I remember my family, you know, just bit. I'm like, shit, I gotta come up here. Not even thinking nothing about like just graduating. It was like it was just bit. Um, then I learned the richness of Southern University mm-hmm. and the kind of people that they read, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm going there. So I ran track to college. Um, I also was part of these like many organizations and stuff, but I was. I was really, really bad, like, really bad. I was cool now. Mm-hmm. I was popping. Everybody knew me on campus. <laughs> I can't take that from myself. But, um, luckily, I had a great major. I, I was double major and graduated on time early with two degrees. Wow. One in communications and the other in broadcast journalism. Um, those majors were really, really, like, important to me because growing up, I couldn't talk. I could barely talk now. I can't talk either. Yeah, yeah. Like, I literally could not <laughs> talk. Like, I would hear all these country. Then my family came from Louisiana. They spoke, you know, a certain kind of French influence, yeah. tone. Then growing up in Houston was a little bit more country, mm-hmm. and we grew up in the hood. So, like, talking, I was just confused, you know, so I had to go, like, to the speech classes and all this and that. And I don't think I was, I don't think my family took it as serious, but I remember getting into college and not knowing how to have a conversation with people. Mm-hmm. Like, not understanding what they were talking about. Um, not being able to express myself. And so it got to a point with me where it was like, um, you know what? Let me pick a major 
well, they're going to teach me how to articulate. Mm -hmm. They're going to teach me how to kind of hide my, my draw, but, you know, keep it. Because mm -hmm. someone, um, Cheryl Underwood, actually, met her when I was an undergrad, and I met her again out here, and she told me, don't lose that. Mm -hmm. She said, like, this is going to be, like, what's going to make you. People are going to make you stand out. It's going to be your icebreaker. People are going to be like, oh, man, you know, who is this guy? Like, what is it about? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that was my major. And then I graduated, started working, Def Jam. When I got my master's in New York, and I'm working on my PhD out in LA. Oh wow, you're working on your PhD. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I was yes, like, like excellent. Look, black men, we out here doing it. Black yeah. women doing it. So yes. we gotta like push this out. Absolutely, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. How are you juggling all of that, bro? I'm like, I hate you, bro. It's like, you <laughs> it's, nah, it's it's um, I try to balance my life. I have a super busy life. Um, mm -hmm. I was always a person that was in these streets, partying and turn, but always going home and studying. I think I did that for my mom. My mom had me at a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. um, my grandmother raised me, my mom, you know, she had some influence with that as well. And my mom is super, I would say, I don't think she hear enough because we talking enough. Mm -hmm. She probably talk more. But um, I think I get that drive from her because even having me as a teenager, my mom still made sure she graduated high school. Um, she still made sure she made a career out of herself. She got her degrees and shit too. So I, I think I heard her say something one day when I was super young. And she was telling, she was talking to my Aunt Mona, my best friend. And she told my Aunt Mona, she was like, girl, people think I be messing up and shit. While we all doing this, when I get home, I be studying. So that's kind of been my thing. Like I would stay up for like two hours every night and just study. Like after work, after an event, after I'm bunch and drunk, I'll take out um, BC powder and lay down for a little bit. And then I wake up and like study because I keep that on my mind. Um, so, and I kind of, I'm, you know what, let me pat myself on the back. Yes. I got both up, so I'm doing well with it. So um, I think it's all about balance and organizing yourself. Absolutely. That way, so yeah. And a lot of discipline, for sure. A lot of fucking discipline. Like, sometimes I'm just like, damn, like, do I really want to go to school? Or do I want to go to strip or something? Like, I'm just, I don't know. I cannot. Yeah, like, I don't know. You mention party a lot, right? And yeah. right now you have this red cup in your hand. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's definitely a signature for like it black is. parties. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Definitely. Can you tell me what this signifies for you? All right, so, you know, I'm a little G, I'm a little player, I'm a high um, So I normally keep like a styrofoam cup, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, red cups kind of, it's like a symbol for like a good black party. Yeah. Um, I'm all about the culture. Like, I really am. Like, I've always been a person that's like, for example, I want the hood to win. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I love the hood. I'm from there. When I go home, I'm there. Hell, when I'm out in LA, I'm there. But I, you know, people be like, oh, Trey, you got these degrees. Trey working at a good company. Trey is doing right this. But I just, I'm comfortable. This is who I am. And I and I express that to people. This is me. Trey like ghetto shit. He loves it. I love, I think sometimes you gotta live life on the edge. Go out to the hood club and just be careful, <laughs> you know? But I'm saying that to say, like, um, the red cup has always kind of been like my, my thing. Kind of like my um, security blanket. It reminds me of where I'm from. It reminds me of who I am. Um, I always got something in it. Patron. <laughs> I get down with the head and run. But um, I feel like it's it's part of the culture I come from. Yeah. When I see this, I think about everybody I grew up with in South Park, Dead, in Texas, and Houston. I think about being in Louisiana with my family. I think about them long nights at Southern University, partying with my good college friends, yeah. like making sure we, you know, we all graduated. Um, I just think about the culture and like where we've gotten. 
these last couple of years, mm -hmm. it used to be look like frowned upon, like to cuss or be black and be in TV with mm -hmm. goals in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Or like um, twerking, mm -hmm. which black people, everybody know black people have been in my size, came in, shot and she looked dumb doing it, but I like her. But I'm just saying, I think it's more so like um, a reflection of who I am. I think mm -hmm. this red cups, make, it makes me comfortable. I will say that. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it really does. It makes me comfortable. So that was interesting that you said that it's like a security blanket. Yeah. Because it connects everything back to your hometown and your roots. Exactly. So I I can see why that why exactly. you said. Exactly. But also you have created something around this red cup. Yeah. Yeah. Let's tell us about that. All right. So a couple months ago, um, I started out like this. Me and my friends and my partners out here in LA. A lot of us are from Houston, Louisiana, and stuff. So we try to do like these little dinners called Dinners with the Hood Rats and the Hoodlums. It's <laughs> more of them though. It's more so like, you know, because we all got degrees and shit yeah. like that. We all doing all right, you know, and good jobs, whatever we're doing, I feel entertainment-wise. Um, but we try to link up and try to be there for each other as family. So my, I sent my bro about it, and he hit me up and was like, man, Apple has this thing, you know, this podcast, I think it's dope for you. And I'm like, all right, bro, let me see. Sit down, we talked about it. Um, he submitted my reel and I got a call from one of the representatives. Went there. With your red cup. Yes. <laughs> so first it was originally supposed to be me and a group of friends and it was supposed to be called um, Hood Rats and Hoodlums. <laughs> the oxymoron of conversation or something. Then it kind of just, um, things happened. Um, kind of, not a executive decision were made and it went down to then change the red cup culture. Um, it's like something I came up with, and my friends, you know, of course, we all were and dabbling with it or whatnot, and then now it's me, mm -hmm. so I'm doing it, which I feel like God does things for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it was meant for me to lead this culture, yeah. because I'm all about this culture, yeah. and I kind of want to make it a platform for people who, I guess, a little bit like myself, like, who, I've always been like a real confident guy. Mm -hmm. But I got to a point where it was like, damn, is this really for me? Like, am I too around the ways for these people? Mm -hmm. um, is it bad that I like shit like this? Like, I like to go to parties with a red cup in my hand. But I feel like a lot of people would just see this and not see this, you know, mm -hmm. and wouldn't understand, like, okay, you doing this. I think people are super shocked today, even when they hear I'm in school. Like, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, my boy, like, I'm smart as fuck. Like, yeah. As fuck. Like, yeah. I'm on some street smarts, but you yeah. can't put a book up and put it in my face. I promise you I can read all this. Like, yeah. You know, and it's kind of like a, um, something that I'm trying to, I want to make it a movement. Like, I want people to see, like, don't look at these black people and think it's like, oh, they like this, so they're nothing. They're beneath us. I, I have a good job. I work with some incredible people, but it's, about three of us. Yeah. And it's more so like, um, and again, my team, my people at my job are amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I love my team. I think they're incredible. I just think um, I'm introducing them to something different than what they're not used to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You good? Sweet. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I just thought about the Rex Supervisor, you know, and I work in entertainment at one of the biggest you know, entertainment companies ever. And he said the most, like, amazing shit about me. Mm -hmm. He's a white guy. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't expecting it on my birthday. Like, he used words that I've never heard people say about That's me. Right, yeah. And yeah. it was just like, God, like, I'm doing something right at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, this man is not looking at this dude, these goals in his mouth. 
even not looking at like the fact I come in a cousin someone and someone I'm, cause they cuss white people cuss more than yes. Yeah. They do. But yeah. <laughs> no, but he's not looking at like none of that. He's looking at this man who's working his ass off to make a proof of point. Right. And to be a you know the best he can be. And um so with this movement, with this podcast, I want celebrity guests, I want the Cardi B's, I want the City Girls, I want the fucking black youngsters, I want the I want the Jocelyn, I want the Stevie J's, but I also want the Jay Z and Beyonce yeah. and like those type of people. Um, to be able to come on here and just be themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to sit at ABC News and CNN and you get this and all this and that. I want you to get this red cup, I'm gonna pull you up something and we're gonna talk real shit. Yes. Talk like we're gonna get an understanding, but we're gonna talk about real shit that's going on, yeah. not only black excellence, but pop culture in general. And, and I mean, I think that's an amazing thing to do. I love exactly what you're doing. Also, it's because it's so many people, we have been conditioned to think that yeah. if we look a certain way, if we do certain things, exactly. if we have a fucking red cup in our hand, that we we ain't shit. That's it. Or we get no, it. Exactly. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody, even in, within our community, <clears> like, I know sometimes you be like, oh, you get all this fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. but I'm also smart. Right, right. Like, yeah. But I also have a good job. Exactly. We can, we can do that and we can be ghetto as fuck yeah. and educated. We're all of that exactly. and more. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And more. So I commend you on that. I think I think that's amazing. Thank you. Thank let's dive into the culture. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Kind of like a black car revolt type right, thing. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> but I want to ask you some questions. So if you had to decide, I'm just gonna compare some people. Yeah, yeah. So if you had to pick Patron or Hennessy. Oh, Patron. What? Patron is my favorite fucking drink. Patron here right now. I get down with Patron. <laughs> Everybody knows that. So that's that's a no-brainer. Okay. Nikki or Trina? Don't do me that. <laughs> Please don't do that. So let me just say this: Trina is my like I'm probably gonna marry Trina, Beyonce, or Portia Williams. <laughs> so one of them, Trina is like my baby, but I love Nikki too. Mm. I don't know. I just want them both to do a song together because I know it's gonna be cute and nasty. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say both of them. I got to. Like, what if we throw Lil Kim in the mix? I'm gonna go with Nikki. <laughs> no. Nikki and uh, no, I like Lil Kim too, but I'm I'm more with Nikki and Trina. Okay. Kim is cool. I really like Kim though. Let me not say that because she you know Kim got the goons. I got goons too, Kim. <laughs> so she knows, but, nah, I'm I like it. All right, Big Air and Tupac. Oh. Shit. I get down with Big, but Tupac is like my. I feel like he was my my father. You know, my dad was locked up, so I'm gonna go with Tupac. <laughs> I get down you feel with like him. He was your father? I do. Like I was listening to him and left out all the time. Like them two, like they words really like. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna have to go with Tupac for this one. Okay. But I fuck with Biggie. Okay. I do. I get down with Biggie, but Tupac. <laughs> so who are some of the people that you work with? Okay, let me think. Let me think. Um, so luckily, the job I work at, the place I work at, we work with a lot of celebrities. Um, so I'm. Let me, because people love to, oh my God, he said he worked this person. No, I worked these people through work. Let's get this clear because I don't cut nobody out of sight. But Nicki Minaj is dope to work with. I got to work with uh, um, I worked with Escape. Oh, wow. I worked with Tamika from Escape, and eventually on that, something I was doing with my sister on this beauty brand. I used to work with Reverend Sharpton. I worked directly for him. I used to be his media and schedule person. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and Reverend Sharpton, he is amazing. He's gonna probably look at this shit and be like, 
this damn work this head. <laughs> um, I got to do Reverend Sharpton. I got to talk to President Obama mm. and Aretha Franklin. It was very short. It wasn't like we were sitting here talking about what our grandma was cooking and shit. It was more so like, hey, Mr. President, um, I have Reverend Sharpton, you know, he's ready to speak to you. So that was dope. He was like, it's, you know, good to see him and talk to you. Um, I got to the work of Tyler Perry, to work. Mm. Very nice guy. Um, and I got to work with a lot of dope people. I've been blessed, I would say that. Okay. So, kind of like on a personal note. Uh, well, I guess it's not really that personal, but do you have any hidden talents? I mean, because you, I mean, oh, you have PhDs, you got all, everything. No, you no, can no. work with all these different people. What else can you do? So, not many people know this unless you're my family or unless you're somebody that kind of can't go with me in Houston. I don't look like to pee on them because I ain't know I'm joking. <laughs> It's a weird, I think everybody knows I can cook. I think that's one thing. I love cooking, like, mm-hmm. real French influence. You, know, you have yet to cook for me, I'm just I'm, saying. We're going to cook it this game night. We're gonna okay. We're going to do that. <laughs> no, but cooking, of course, is one of my favorite things, too. I love cooking for people. Um, but I can tap dance. Shut up. Yeah. Like, Show me right now. I don't know. I ain't got the right shoes. It's okay. All you can no. do is the, 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 I can read, and people, like, when I, I think I want to see you do, you gotta, you gotta get We're we, we gonna do it later, we're gonna do it later. Let me tell you how they came about. I was involved in this thing called Mini Court, blown up as a child um, in Houston. So, what they would do, they would come and take you from like different projects and little shit like that. They would bring you from, they would pick you up from your school and bring you to the school called Will Rogers Elementary. Will Rogers Elementary is where um, Salons went. So, I tap dance with Salons. You know what I'm saying? That's how I kind of was raising all that. So, the lady, Ms. Hall, that you always hear, like them always mentioning, Ms. Hall was my teacher. So what they do, they put you in um, categories mm-hmm. during many course. They want you to excel. Mm-hmm. If they feel like you have like some kind of um, drive or some kind of like um, talent, they want you to excel in it. And so my, they put me in football, basketball, no, my football, track. Um, I think I did singing and acting, and I did dancing for sure. Ms. Hall seen me at like the auditions and she was like, who's this little boy? And she was like, come here. She brought me and my grandmother and sat, down, sat us down. She said, I want you to try tapping. She said, you really dance. And I was like, I ain't feeling no damn tap dance. I, now, I was bad as a child too. I was like eight years old, like, I'm not feeling no damn tap dancing. She was like, you gonna do it, you gonna like it. And I liked it. I got in, I used to tap with some lunch. I could tap with that cousin, Money Harris. Um, yeah, and we, yeah, I was in third grade so I was like in fifth and we used to go around and he was saying like it was and it was dope saying I can be one of those people to say I seen Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce, Latoya, Latavia, and Kelly, like I was in love with them growing up. Um I can honestly say I'm one of those people who didn't see them like yeah. grow and salons so too. So Trey. What's up? In ten years, what do you see your future like? Where do you plan on being? I mean the good Lord say so. Um, I actually want to host my own show. I'm getting back into like back in front of the camera, so I'm having fun mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, that's why I'm glad I'm able to start this podcast. I took a break and just focus on all my creative direction, working and stuff, which is going well for me. But I want to, um, in 10 years, I plan on hopefully being married to love my life. For, oof, Lord, married. But, um, you sure about that? <laughs> I mean, I already think I'm married, so, but, nah, um, Well, why, why do you think that? What's that on your, what's that on your, it is on the right finger for that. It's a, um, it's a symbol. Oh. It's a symbol of me loving myself, 
What is the writing? Because there's writing on the scriptures. Okay. My favorite uh, scripture is. Um, what's my favorite scripture? I can't think of it. <laughs> love is patient, love is kind. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite thing. So that's on one. And the other one is. Um, you know, I can do all things. Right. Living in 2013, that's yeah. my favorite one too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it, it reminds me of, I want to be the best person that I can be for the person I'm going to be with. I'm going to have a huge house in LA. I'm going to have a house in Houston. I want my own business. Um, I want to have my own creative direction business. Like, I want to be the person that everybody comes to for all creative needs marketing, PR, um, creative direction, styling, like all this and that. Um, and I want to have my own show, Trey Thomas show, mm -hmm. something dope like that, yeah. or keeping the trail with Trey or something. <laughs> like, I just wanted to be dope. Probably do a little acting, yeah. Do a little camp. Like I'm trying to like, I'm trying to be like the two people who influence me, um, Thomas J, who I've been looking up to for like so many years, man. And I never get to meet this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. We get the same places and wine secrets. Who I look up to a like, lot. Okay. Those, those are like two of my favorite people. Like, I want to go into what they're doing. I want to have like my own production company and creating dope avenues for other people. Oh, sorry. So, out of all those things that you're saying, I just don't worry because I just had a thought just now. Because mm -hmm. you just gave me three different things. If you had to pick something today yeah. to do one of those, what would be, what is the passion of yours? Like, which one is Because we all got things that we want to put our hands in. Right, right, right. But if you, if you could wake up tomorrow, today, tomorrow and be like, oh, I'm going to work and I'm doing this. Yeah. Which one would that be? I want to host. I want to, I want to have the Trey Thomas show. Like, I want people to see this dude who came from nothing. Yeah. Who came from nothing at all and created something of himself. Yeah. I want that to be the person um, little dudes look at, look up to. Like, I want, I want the hoods. I want the dudes like me had nap ass growing up mm -hmm. and fucking wing runners running around. <laughs> Kids with bad when I saw them no shoes. With no shoes on. And it's raining outside. Y'all better put some shoes right, on. Right, right. cool because they had a mouth full of silver caps. I want <laughs> that little boy to look up to me and be like, that's going to be me when I get to that age. Yeah, that's what I want. In closing, though, what would you say to that little boy or that little girl with the cool cover and you know, yeah. all around the mouth and the silver? What would you say to them? Um, little man, little lady. Um, I want you guys to know, like, one day you are going to do great things. You're not going to be that person that people said you were. You're not going to be that person that's getting abused by that other person. You're not going to be that person that people say that you weren't going to do nothing. Like, you're going to do, like, amazing things. Those little dreams that you have, that's not too, that's kind of fuzzy, they're going to be clear one day. Um, you're going to put your people on Put your family on. You're gonna create avenues for other people to walk, and they're gonna follow you. People are gonna understand what the fuck you're saying because we're gonna make sure you're gonna get these classes right. You're gonna go to college. You're gonna talk about this, and you're gonna just be the person you've always wanted to be. Yeah, that's what I would tell. So. I don't know if you guys can see this, but Trey got a little emotional right now. <laughs> and his eyes just glossed over and it I made did. me emotional I because did. I it resonated with me as well. Yeah. So everything that you're saying is like 
somebody out there, you were that person, that, and I think that's why you got so emotional. And you have heard those things, those negative things, and you didn't think that you would be where you are. But so look at God. God is good. So that's he fine. got really emotional. I really he got emotional. I was want to cry. It was great. I was like, great. I didn't want to like pee on. You know, I really did. Like, there's something important to me. Like, I went through a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't think. I think. A lot of things I've been through have helped shape me as a person I am. And I'm still working on me. I'm still not, I'm not perfect. Daily thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm not perfect at all. But I will say, um, no, I'm not perfect. I will be in bed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get there. Absolutely. And people are going to look at me and be like, I want to be trained. And I'm going to say, be better. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Trey. Thank you. This was great. Yeah. I learned some stuff about yeah. you that I didn't know. You got me about to cry. I know. Woo. Somebody give me some Patron. You look good. You want mustard shirt? Oh, you know, yellow is my color. You want mustard shirt? Yeah, yellow means okay. shine through. Yeah. Like